everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Today in History. Again, my name is John, and I will be hosting you today. And we are going to be jump looking into the history of what happened on May 22nd. Uh, last time I had a guest join me, and again, I have a guest joining me today, and that is my good friend, Scott. Oh, is this where I say hello? This, yes, Scott. Hi. I was worried you weren't there. Oh, hello. I'm Scott. Hi. <laughs> wow. Scott. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> the uh yeah, thanks thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. I mean I'm You're excited very... to talk about history. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. No. Well, so since you're so excited and you're my guest, I always give the honors to the guests to go first to enlighten me with some history that happened on today, May 22nd. Well, uh, I have a few things, man. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I like this day as why you agreed to have me on, which I appreciate. The um, I'm going to go with this one uh, only because it's what I'm feeling at the moment. So uh, we are in 2017 in 1990. On May okay. 22nd, the final episode of Newhart aired. Uh, mm -hmm. So, do you know who Bob Newhart is? Oh yes, I do know. I do know Bob Newhart. I fairly remember watching him when I was younger. Um, I know he had the Bob Newhart show. Yes, which I which was, to my recollection, that was like a was it a desk? Him sitting at a desk with. Interviewing people where there was sketch comedy, or am I off of that? Off on that. Uh, not, like, totally off. He was a psychiatrist. Okay. And so he, the office he was in, it was, you know, elevators were the background. Then you had the main receptionist lady that sat at the desk. And then he would go into his office, sit in the chair, and the people would come in. And, uh, you know, he would talk to them uh, about what's going on and everything like that. So... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought that up because that's part of this. So he had this Bob Newhart show. Um, Susan Plachette, excuse okay. me, is the um, lady that played his wife on the Bob Newhart show, and it was a very successful show. Had a good run. Called it a day gotcha. after seven, eight seasons, something like that. Okay. Wanted to be done. So uh, he finally decides to do Newhart. So do you remember watching Newhart at all? No, I do not. So obviously still named after him. So totally yep. different character. He actually was the owner of an inn, right? And, right. you know, like a lot of shows, it doesn't find its footing, like, right away. Like, it took a season or two, but it became this very quirky. It's Do you remember the whole Larry, Daryl, and Daryl? That does that does ring a bell, yes, yes. those names. So it was these three like brothers that no one really knew where they were from, but they were very kooky and quirky. And uh, you know, just it was just kind of a, a very kooky show is what it ended up being. But it had a lot of good times and uh, a lot of fun. So the reason I bring this up, the final episode of it, and anyone that listens knows why I bring this up. Okay. Is this is considered um Easily, it will always be considered, unless some can top it, the one of the top five, if not a lot of times, the best ending to any television series in history. Okay. So, do you know the ending at all? No. I, I, when, you, when you gave me a heads up that you were 
gonna talk TV, I tried to not dig around any sections of that uh. with preparing for today's episode. So I didn't want to be spoiled. So please, can you enlighten me yeah. in our audience? So, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of, it's not like this was the first TV show to do it. But it's how okay. they ended up implementing it is why it is so famous. And there have okay. been other shows to the point, just so you know, and I'll even tell you how that one goes, that Breaking Bad even did an alternate ending as a joke to Newhart. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so what it is is so, you know, it's again, it's lasted seven, eight years. And yep. all this craziness is happening at the end of the episode. And, like, uh, uh, basically it cuts to where it, like, goes dark, right? Yep. And uh, you see Bob Newhart. He turns on a light. He's in bed at this point, by the way. He turns off, a, turns on a light, and mm -hmm. he sits up, and he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I just had the weirdest dream. And then next thing you see is Suzanne Plachette, who was his original wife in the Bob Newhart show, get up beside okay. him and goes, well, what is it? And he goes, oh, my God, I had this dream that I was this innkeeper and there were these kooky Larry, Larry Daryl, and Daryl guys and this person was my wife. And so that is how the show ended is that it was a dream sequence. But because okay. he had had a previous TV show, he made it yeah, seem yeah. that, like, the Bob Newhart show always happened. But then yeah. the new heart never happened, and all these eight seasons were a dream. But it pays off and it works because it's the original wife from his original TV show that is in bed oh, with him. And it's just this cool, it was just this amazingly funny. Yeah, yeah. Because the show started getting so kooky and so crazy yeah. that it also works. That it's like, man, there's no way this Larry, Daryl, and Daryl people could actually fit. And how this end would actually work this way. And, like, it's just so ridiculous. But it is, it's one of those a lot of people use the, oh, it was a dream kind of thing. Yeah. But they did it in such an elegant way. It was really good. So that's where it really is you can look it up. Uh, on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure, if you have, like, the Breaking Bad series or whatever. But, yeah, mm -hmm. they did a Breaking Bad alternate scene where Walter White really wakes up as uh, Malcolm's dad. Okay. And he wakes up, and his wife from Malcolm in the Middle is sitting there, and he's like, oh, my God, babe, I had the worst dream. I was a drug dealer. <laughs> and, I <laughs> and, like, he plays Hal... Uh, which was okay. the dad's yeah, name? Yeah. He played. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've seen some. I've seen about a season and a half so far. Oh, and I love um, what's his name who plays him. Mm. Uh, what's the actor's name? You know who I'm talking of about. Of course, right? and now you made me forget because you're like, who would play? Yes, him? Brian Cranston. So yes, uh, Brian Cranston is amazing. Yeah, so I love him as Hal in Malcolm in the Middle. But it, he is the best TV dad. Oh, dude, I he is. I don't know if he, I wouldn't call him the best TV dad, but I think he's one of the funniest TV dads. Funniest. I will give you that. Yes. 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 Because he, he definitely did Because he it. was not good. He did not protect his family the best like some other good TV dads have done. Exactly. But uh, yeah, man, for those that have never seen it, if they just know that, just watch the end of the New Heart finale and just the way it's played off, the way it's done, that it's just no one... There's only few series endings that I really do mm -hmm. feel like either compete with this or top this. 
And gotcha. it, it's just such a good finale. And no one saw it coming. They literally made Suzanne Plachette sit in a dressing room for like seven hours. Oh, really? So, so wait. So, so did, no did, one would know ooh. this was happening. And the cast gotcha. only knew it was happening because literally they were there. Like, no one has said Bob, the director, and like Suzanne Plachette and maybe a couple <sighs> key cast people knew it was happening. So they literally kept it secret. And then, you know, no one knew it was going to happen when it aired because this is pre, like, the internet and everything spreading yep. like it was. And so it was a 100% surprise and delight. Oh, that's awesome. And the coolest part, too, by the way, and not to, like, you know, go on forever about this, is also how it happened. Which mm -hmm. So Bob Newhart's real wife's name is Jenny, I believe. And okay. uh, so they were at, like, this party it could have been a christmas party could have just been a party whatever but like that mm -hmm. style party and so him and his wife were there and apparently they you know he was talking about you know he's he's getting ready to wrap up the show like the next season or something like that and his wife is the one that suggests the idea of you should just make it a dream because you have all these crazy things and suzanne plachette was at the party apparently with bob newhart mm -hmm. and his wife he goes and talks oh, yeah. to her at the party. She goes, oh, my God, that's an amazing idea. I would love to do it. So literally all this apparently stemmed from Bob Newhart's wife, who then was at, they happened to be at the same party, so they got to run it. and just It's just a crazy coincidence of how all this – it wasn't this writer's room, and not that writers don't deserve credit yeah. or anything, but just oh, this yeah. one little but, idea mm -hmm. from, you know what I mean, someone that, that, yeah, yeah. that mattered to Bob Newhart – and ended up being this amazing series finale that, uh, yeah, man, that I, I, I've watched all the Bob Newhart shows, and I've watched all Newhart. So mm -hmm. that may be why, too. But, yeah, anyone that knows, knows this is an amazing finale, easily top ten of all finales. That includes Breaking Bad, Lost, whether you liked it or not. Uh, I did like Lost. Uh, Cheers. Uh, I mean, all those, uh, man. Like, Cheers is a great, yeah. Oh, I think Cheers is a phenomenal uh, oh, I um, know. ending. Um, and Lost, I think, is amazing. I think people that get lost got what they were doing with the ending. Wanted. I think people exactly. that don't get lost didn't get it. We're mad. Exactly. I will agree with that. But so uh, if you think... Oh, go ahead, and please. I was... I was looking. You are right. His his wife's name is Jenny. Oh, and I was, and I was as you were talking about. It, I was taking a quick look back at his overall career. And if you when you look at Bob Newhart, you don't really realize where he pops up. He pops up friggin' everywhere. Yeah, man. TV, movies. So like, I was like, holy shit, that's Professor Proton. Yeah. He was in The Big Bang Theory, and then I'm like, oh my god, that's Papa Elf mm -hmm. and Elf, and I love Elf. You know, um, what else was he was in? Oh, dude, he has a... Big. He's been in a lot of things, like, um, oh, he was in E... He was on ER for a little bit. He made appearances in three episodes. Dude was, like, hitting up. Now, Scott, I have a... I have a I'm going to play some devil's advocate on you with this, with this piece of history. Okay. What happened... What would happen if Bob Newhart never invented the dream sequence um, flashback thing that you just described to everybody? How would that change, uh, one, the ending of this show, as well as TV and cinematography as a whole, in your opinion? Um, believe it or not, I thought about that a little bit. I think 
uh, the dream sequence had been used, right? Like, he wasn't the first yes. one to use the dream sequence. I just think he was the first one and probably the only one that actually used it correctly. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I gotcha. Because you had, like, the... It wasn't a, a series finale, but you had the whole, like, who shot JR on Dallas? And, like, oh, it was yeah. all a dream. And, I remember uh, that. You know what I mean? And then, like... It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But no one was angry with this. I, I think... That's that's good. What I think is I I don't see too many I don't see any other instance in history that it could have been done properly like this and it's only because he's one of a few people and I mean honestly think about it there's not that many people that have gotten to have two successful TV shows. That's very true. So that's why I don't think it could happen. The you know I think Ted Danson could have done it because he had Becker um, and then oh, yeah, that's true. Cheers. And Becker was a great hit. Yep. Yep. He could have, but, uh, you know, even someone like, uh, Kelsey Grammer couldn't have done it because yes, he had two really successful true. TV shows, but he was playing the same character. Exactly. He never changed it. It was exactly the same character. So that's really a continuance. It wasn't like this completely different character that he mm -hmm. went off on. So I think, exactly. I think that's part of it, man. I don't think it really could have been done or or may i honestly don't know if it would have ever been done um and we would have been left with one less amazing tv finale mm -hmm. and that would be sad it would be sad i would be i will tell you man i mean i i have seen a ton of tv and movies and all this stuff and i'm telling you that is easily in my top five of all series finales That's awesome. All right. So I've talked enough, all I right. feel like. Please. <laughs> so, all right. I will kick off my first topic. So we are taking a look at the year 1962. And it is obviously happening on May 22nd. And this comes from the realm of sports. Scott, I believe you like some sports. I do not. Ah, oh, then you're not going to like this one. So, um, no, but I know you're not a huge baseball fan, and I am. Uh, I, so I like, I like to try to share the baseball history when I can. And I thought this was interesting because um, this, I mentioned, it's 1962. So there's this guy named Roger Maris. Have you heard of his name? I may have heard of his name. May have him. Okay, that's good. That's good. So this one's not as a big deal. He walks five times in a game um, intentionally. Um, well, at least four of them were intentional walks in a nine-inning game, and that apparently set a record. Now, Roger Maris, that's not the only record he has set in his life. Do you know where I'm going with this, Scott? Uh, not possibly. No, so, the, the, uh. in all honesty, I'm not a huge baseball fan. Doesn't mean I and don't know okay. anything about baseball. I do. I, I figured. Football I figured. is more I know my sport. You but, uh, oh, well, I figured where you said you like movies, this this they made a movie about this guy. Really, Roger Maris. Yes, Roger Maris. It was um, the movie is called Sixty One uh, Asterisk. And in 1961, Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's single season home run record with 61 home runs. Oh. The reason what the the reason why there is an asterisk is Roger Maris was not able to do it in the same amount of games that Babe Ruth played. The after once Babe Ruth retired, they extended the, the season. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so Roger Maris hit the 61st home run 
a day or two later, I believe. So that's why there's there's always been an asterisk in the record books because of that. So I thought it was interesting that the baseball history record said, hey, Roger Maris walked five times, you know, recording four intentionally in a nine-inning game, thinking, hey, this is kind of an interesting that this is like a year later after he hit 61 home runs. That's cool, man. See, this is why not uh, this is not a uh, uh, that's a cool thing by any means. This is why Mm -hmm. football is better. And the only reason I say football is better is because there was this amazing, amazing team in 1972 that went the whole season, the playoffs, and the Super Bowl and won it all and lost a total of zero games. That is true. Oh, and I know the team you're talking about, but I cannot remember. That would be the Miami Dolphins. Yes, yes, because I know yeah. the Patriots recently almost broke that record, but lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl yeah. in, I want to say that was 2007 or 8. So, no, it was around then. But yeah, yeah but, dude, I didn't realize that happened today with the Dolphins. Oh, no, 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 it didn't. It didn't. I apologize. I apologize. I'm not trying oh, to I'm sorry. the audience members. What, oh, what that's I was, okay. You had me going. I was like, wait a minute. My apologies. <gasps> the reason I bring it up is because uh, when the Dolphins did it, it was only a 14-game season. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So they played the 14 games, then they had two playoff games, and then they won the Super Bowl. So it was 17-0 is what the Dolphins actually ended up being. The Patriots went 18-0 and then lost in the Super Bowl because they couldn't finish the job like real men. (laughs) <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> but, well, I mean, you know, it's the Patriots. What do you expect? Uh, you can only cheat for so long, and they couldn't cheat in the Super Bowl. The uh, <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That's right. I'm poking the bear. It's okay. So, you are. You are. I'm, I'm trying to be a good host. But they the Bostonian didn't. is but, coming out of me. You know, with football, you know, they're like, hey, look, you either do it or you don't do it. And the Patriots and didn't true. do it. So there's not a little asterisk beside their name. It's like, no, you lost. You lost a game, the biggest game that ever could matter in football. You lost it just completely. Just, man, just, man, you could have been the most decorated team being 19-0 and and just lost it all, and now you have to wear a shirt that you think is prideful somehow that says 18-1. Like, look, I want to show off this one loss, even though I have 18 wins. You still lost. So good for football, bad for baseball. <laughs> wow, Scott! I, I didn't know this topic would bring up so much passion in you. So, but look, it maybe... was not Roger Maris's fault that no. they extended the league. So I get that, that there's an true. asterisk. Him but at is, the same time, like and... you know, Babe Ruth, who knows what he would have done? Because that's the one true. thing uh, about baseball. And please stop me. We don't have to go down this. The one thing in baseball that is intriguing to me. And golf is mm-hmm. kind of like this too, is when I and this is not a knock on it or anything like that. Um, okay, I don't think really any baseball records. Really, it's tough to stand by them. And when I say that, is I think there's a difference of you have a wood bat versus you have a bat that has a sweet spot. If you hit it just right, it will go yes, a lot more. True. Or an aluminum bat or any like it's. 
there's a lot more there's a lot more technology and science into baseball now and how you should swing and how you should hold a bat and how you should you know what I mean and like yep. like all this thing where oh, yeah. I feel like in Babe Back Ruth then. era and yeah. and Roger Maris's era it was like hey man I'm just getting up and and I'm just naturally gifted gonna exactly at this. Oh, no, I don't disagree with you at all in that nature. You're right. Baseball now is so technology science stuff. You know, they got these stats that make no sense, and they're words that they're letters that are smushed together that are supposed to mean something, and somehow there's a dude on screen explaining what it is, and it's like you're just making up this language right <laughs> now. You know, yeah. when you're right, when, ba when Babe Ruth played, you know, and I was thinking, like, if Roger Maris never hit 60 or 61 home runs, what would be the difference? And there wouldn't be. Everybody was going after this record for years. He just happened to be the first guy to do it. Yep. You know, right now, Barry Bonds is the all-time single-season home run record with, like, 70. And, unfortunately, that record should not count because he cheated on that because he took steroids to hit 90% of those things where Roger Maris, nothing. All pure American muscle, you know? So, say what you want. I agree with, you know, records now are harder to say that they are records because people are breaking them left and right. Yeah. Albert, Albert Pujols, who plays for the uh, Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim, mm -hmm. at least I think there's now just, um, he is slowly creeping up. He's, I think, now maybe tied for 10th or 9th in the all-time home run uh, rankings. And that so that's, like, always changing on a daily basis. So, like... There's, it's harder to say that there are any really true records anymore in the sport, but at that time, there there were and they and they meant something. Oh yeah, and and so. uh, just for those out there, so don't think I am a uh, uh, complete like no. hatred of baseball. I will say this about football too: is I look at the end of the day, the ball is still the ball, but they let a lot more happen to the ball than they did previously. Um, That's true. And the rules of the game are a lot different than the rules of, you know, 20 years ago. So, you know, you get a lot more passing. You get a lot more passing touchdowns, um, you know, as far as defenders and what they can't do. So, I mean, it's not like I think that sport isn't skewed a little bit. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, like, there is – there's – I feel like less that – science is is involved with football than there is with baseball and i just say that man like i just feel like that you know now there's like eight pitchers and like there could be a pitcher that just pitches one round and then like like where in football at least it's still the same guy throwing everything that's true mm -hmm. but you know and i was while you're saying that i looked up something like back when roger maris played the mound where the pitcher pitched was not the same distance that it is today. They actually moved the mound back in 1969. Oh, that's interesting. To, give, to increase the batting once again because it became, at that time, a very pitching-dominant league um, until, uh, until that year. 1968 was known amongst baseball historians as the year of the pitcher because of how close and dominant they could be. So hmm. knowing that... And knowing when Roger Maris was able to do it is a is a feat that his family now is finally getting kind of the the 
the historical kind of like, oh yes, you know, he is a really good, he was really good for what the, the Yankees had. And the movie, if you haven't seen it, is actually an interesting movie. Yeah, unfortunately, you get to see what this poor man went through. He went through a lot of stress. Uh, there was many people who did not want him to go after the record. They wanted him to stop uh, because they thought that it should only belong to the babe. Um, just because Roger Maris was not an actual drafted Yankee or signed Yankee. He was a traded to the team Yankees uh, from Kansas City. So they didn't want someone that wasn't uh, Mickey Mantle at the time to get the record because Mickey was the captain, but Mickey was on his way out. Um, you know, like 63 was probably his last big year, which is all, uh, also on this day. He hit a ball right off the Yankee facade at, you know, the not the current Yankee stadium that we have today, um, but the one that was deemed the house that uh, Roof built, which is a, was a pretty large stadium at the time. And the facade is at least 400 plus feet away. And that's a pretty big feat for a dude that probably hit it on one leg because he had bad leg knees, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, throughout most of his career. So it's interesting, two Yankees had kind of historic things almost kind of three years in a row. That's so, cool. Uh, yeah. Like you said, Scott, I could talk all day about baseball, but let me turn it back over to you for your next bit of history. All right. So for me, and this this is uh, this is big, and for me this is big is because, for one, um, I actually watched this. Uh, so it's, it, I don't know, it was, it was a closing chapter, if you will. Probably the first, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the first, but I don't know. It was just very significant to me. Um, so mm -hmm. in 1992, on May 22nd, Johnny Carson's final appearance as the host of The Tonight Show happened. Johnny Carson. Oh, my goodness. His um, sidekick was, uh, what's his name? Ed Vince? McMahon. No, uh, Ed McMahon. Oh, with the Million Dollar Mansions. Yeah, man. And the Celebrity Homes. Oh, my God. That show was great. And he had the, oh. the psychic guy where he'd hold the letter on his head, right? Yes. Well, no. So oh. uh, Johnny Carson no. would hold the letter above his head. And yes. Then, yes, and then Ed McMahon would make remarks about uh, the uh, joke yes. that Johnny would make. Um, and Ed McMahon, oh, he always went, here's Johnny, right? Is that how it started off? Uh, it did start off with that, yes. So, yes, Ed McMahon, wow. you had Doc Severinsen, who was the leader of the band. Ed McMahon would yep. announce. Johnny Carson would come out from the curtains, um, you know, and then, and uh, it's one of those of, it, it, so it's a couple things with this for one for those that don't know and this is what's so crazy if you think about it and you think about the day and age we live in and like people doing things for a long time and stuff like that uh johnny carson was 36 years old when he started hosting the tonight show oh wow okay 36 so that's, you know that's that's fairly young that right? is you know? that is our age man yeah that's like literally you're right. <laughs> right? So think about that. So you he was start born. hosting the Tonight Show. And yep, at 36. And then not <laughs> to mention that, he hosted it for 30 years. Yeah, it was now do you know if he was one of the more longer time hosts of the Tonight Show? Or I no? I you know, I didn't look it up and I don't I would be shocked if I'm wrong. Pretty sure he is the longest-running host of the Tonight Show. I, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. 
Now, so he, but he has. Now we know he hasn't been the only host. Obviously, we know like right now, um, tonight's show is Jimmy Fallon. Right now, if I stand me corrected. Yeah, no, Jimmy Fallon's on it now. Uh, then, uh, so technically, it went Johnny Carson, then Jay Leno, yeah. then Conan O'Brien, then back to Jay Leno, and then Jimmy Fallon. And then to Jimmy Fallon. Right, and I know, and then they had to be pe- this. They had to be people before Johnny Carson. Yes, Was there any, were there big names? Uh, I mean, I thought they were. I mean, you know, I, uh, uh, Steve Allen and Jack Parr are the two big okay. guys. I think that people have thought about or know previous to the Johnny Carson taking over Tonight Show. But I mean, this his last appearance. I mean, for one, mm-hmm. what it did for television history is really. I mean, honestly, if if what happened after Carson retired, or if Carson even retired maybe a year later or something like that, literally the 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 landscape of late night talk shows would be who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, of you're really that. right. He really p- paved the way to give. Because uh, was he a comedian before he was um, the show or the host? Or uh, no, he. I mean, no. he may have done yes. some stand-up comedy, but he really wasn't That's known interesting. as a comedian. Yeah, because um, if you look, the next bunch of ones, they were all stand-up comedians. You know, Leno, O'Brien, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Not really. Leno right? was the only stand-up comedian. Conan O'Brien may have was attempted he stand-up comedy. He actually okay. went to Harvard. And then actually was a writer. That. He was a writer for The Simpsons and uh, I knew he wrote for The uh, Simpsons. Saturday I just... Night Live. Uh, and then oh, okay. I Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live, Live because he wrote for that. That is how he actually got the late night gig after Jay Leno um, for okay. his talk shows because oh, of the yeah, connection yeah. of Lorne Michaels uh, is what it is, which is how Jimmy Fallon got the late night talk show because of the connection of Lorne Michaels uh, as well. Um, so yeah, no, Conan was a writer. Jimmy Fallon, he did some stand-up. I mean, I think he did stand-up but for a little bit. But what he's known but for. But SNL is really what he's known for. And then from there, exactly. he's kind of... Uh, so he did SNL, then he did a stint of horrible like, movies, and then came back to yeah. those oh. late night. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Dead. Yeah, but, uh, no, man. I mean, not only... That's crazy. And not only that, it's... The history of The Tonight Show is fascinating to me. To know something existed for 30 years that was a talk show and was still loved when it went off the air. Like, people weren't set, people weren't ready for Johnny Carson to retire. No, like, they didn't want him to. No. So, I mean, like, it was this. Uh, but, I mean, there's, dude, there's so much about this, like, uh, that fascinates me. Uh, for one, Johnny Carson will go down for me as the king of late night. I really think he is. I don't think anyone did it better than him, especially when you include the era that he had, the guests he had. I mean, dude, there's such there's such craziness yeah. mm-hmm. that happened on that show. Um, but, like, just crazy facts. I believe during his run, so those 30 years, seven presidents. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, exi- were, you know what I mean? Like, dude, mm-hmm. you, you had a TV show that lasted through seven presidents. Like, I don't know, that's just that's neat crazy. to me. Um, but uh, uh, the, to, to go to what I was saying of how it would change is so, I don't know, you know, and again, I, I love TV. So after Johnny Carson was actually David Letterman. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was that the Late the, Show. Really? Yeah, it was the Late Show with David Letterman. 
And okay. so what happened, and that's why, why there's a movie, there's a documentary about it called Late Night Wars, I believe is what it's called. Uh, but David Letterman thought he was going to get the Tonight Show gig. And, oh, really? And um, it was given to Jay Leno. And so oh, David Letterman, yeah, David Letterman went to, CBS. went to CBS and started his own talk show at the same time the Tonight Show started, uh-huh. which yeah. then because dude started before that the there was only one late night talk show. It was, yeah, right. It was just the Tonight Show. That was it. So because David Letterman did it, then yeah, finally later on you had Jimmy Kimmel do it. Then you had. Yep. Now, uh, 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 cable networks doing it, and you had you now have literally like six late night talk shows that all happen at the same time. Exactly. All because crazy. Carson retired when he did, and they chose Jay Leno when they did. So that is how we have like six late night talk shows at that. So if, yeah, not to mention you know, not to mention I mean. Uh, you know, David Letterman then went on to kind of even revamp late night talk shows kind of mm-hmm. in a different way in his own stuff. So, I mean, dude, it just keeps giving and giving. And then the coolest thing is so Letterman was pissed about this. And yeah. uh, so Conan took that's how Conan got late night is because David Letterman left. And then they had yeah. Conan fill in and Conan will go on and tell you, like, there's so many interviews. It was like day to day. Um they literally could have been canceled in the first year. Like, literally, they were like, okay, show up tomorrow, you get one more show. Like, it's it's as crazy as that sounds. And what <laughs> helped... That is crazy. But that's literally how it was. And Because, like, you look at him now, and he's so huge, mm-hmm. you know? everyone People love Conan O'Brien. Oh, dude, I love Conan. Conan took some amazing things, like... And to add to, uh, to uh, the, you know, today's date, May 22nd, you know, Conan took stuff from Bob Hope, which, and that's why I say that, is Bob Hope's last episode also aired today, um, the Bob Hope show. Uh, but yeah. Conan took from Bob Hope and took from, you know, Jack Parr and Steve Allen and took from all the, mm-hmm. and so if you go back and you watch those older comedians, you will see mm-hmm. some of the gags and some of the things Conan O'Brien does, but because no one pays attention to that stuff, he can kind of reformulate it and and not he is not stealing. I'm not trying to say that at all. But he's just oh no 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 he's no, taking yeah. tacks and taking tips and tricks and stuff like that that they use, but then putting into a modern sense. So, I mean, dude, there's tons of stuff that goes with this. But I just that that's just crazy to me that on this day that is nuts. The other part that is cool that goes with this is so you know again he was 36. So he was 66 yep. years old when he wow. gave up The Tonight Show. And, and that's young to retire. Yeah. You know, like this day and age. Oh, yeah. But not only that, man. It, I think it's young to retire. But I think it's crazy that he's 66. And again, he spent 30 years. He spent 30 years Doing on the show. Top. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, how many people when they're, you know, like he was young, but then still like young people liked watching him. Like, That's true. I just, I, I was very fascinated by this. Go ahead, please. Sorry, sorry. No, no questions. So now, here's some devil advocates questions and some. I want to know your thoughts. So thoughts first. Sure. Ed Sullivan show versus the Tonight Show of Carson. Which one do you pick if you had to pick one, airing at the same time to watch? Uh, I mean, 
they're two differently total formats. That is true. Uh, but if I'm going to pick, well, I'm going to pick Carson. Okay. Okay. So now let me sweeten the pot. Ed Sullivan Show airing the original live Beatles performance from 1964 versus Carson on The Tonight Show. Well, obviously, I'm going to pick Ed Sullivan, the appearance of Beatles no. at that point. Uh, uh, see, I was worried you are going to say that. I was hoping you are going to stick to your guns and go, no, Carson. No, okay. no. Yeah. I've seen the original. I haven't. I mean, I've seen the original airing of the Ed Sullivan and the Beatles and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. No, it's uh, uh, it, it. I mean, Johnny Carson is very fond of me. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, I grew up. That was the late night talk show. I grew up watching. So that's part of it too. But um, it's also too. This see. is where like I think you see Conan in this. I see that, yeah. and then I'll I'll be done and pleased. Back to you is so oh, it's the, okay, Scott. It's okay. The, it's a give and take. Don't worry. I'm not. It's all good. The couple coolest things is so a lot of people I think uh, don't remember his actual last show. I think a lot of people remember his second to last show, and his second to last show actually had Robin Williams and Bette Midler. Oh, yeah? Um, no, see, I do not remember it. And Bette Midler, like, sang to him, and she rushed, rushed off stage because she was emotional Ooh. about it, and it was, a, it was a very, very good show. But the show was exactly the same as he'd done every other show. His last show happens, and he walks out like he always does, okay. yeah. and he gets a stool, and he takes the stool, and he sits on the stool, and he never sat, man. He always stood because he always oh, had, always like, stood? the golf swing, yep. and he oh, always yeah. did stuff like this. And yeah, he sits yeah, on yeah. the stool, and he talks to the audience. And and it was just, it was like, the biggest thing, it was like him letting them know, hey, this is what I had planned, and this is what's going on. What he means, he goes, hey, he goes, look, he goes, we're just going to look back over the show. He goes, we're going to look at, you know, some clips and some stuff like that. Uh, and then he even talked about, he's like, NBC wanted, you know, this final airing to be a big two-hour premiere and late night. And he's like, I didn't want that. Uh, and then he even makes a joke about it. He goes, honestly, I thought about doing a joke of just running a rerun as my last episode, like ending <laughs> on a joke. Uh, he goes, That's hilarious. He goes, but no, I didn't think that would be right. So uh, he goes, uh, he goes, so no, so, you know. We're going to show some highlights, show some fun over the years, stuff like that. Uh, he goes, but I told him if I'm going to do this, he goes, I'm going to end it the way I started it at the same time, same place that all of y'all have stayed up to watch me all these years. Um, That's cool. So he did that, and, and then mm -hmm. the biggest piece, and I mean, you see this from other people today, but I think to see it in that day and age in 1992 where – you know, there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of peeking behind the curtain, if you will. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like it was only at that point in time, it was only what they chose to give us where now yep. you have access to everything, you know, to everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so to know that and to see this guy, he does the show, he sits at his desk, they show highlights, he's laughing, he's having a good time, him and Ed and all that. And he literally, yep. he he sits there and he says, I bid you a heartfelt good night. And as he's doing that, tears well up in this guy's eyes as he's telling you that. 
and tells you thank you so much for letting me into your home over these years. Like it just, it's man, it's so emotional and so impactful that you can tell this guy loved, he really loved what he got to do for 30 years. And yeah. on top of that, he he was done. And dude, he just like went away. Like he didn't try to keep the spotlight. He didn't interfere with Jay Leno. He didn't do any of that. He just faded into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, which is how his show fade. actually ended. Like it showed a sunset. Well, fade out. Yeah. Uh, it showed a sunset in the credits, and like it just, man, it's I think an amazing way to end a show and a run. And I have so much respect for that man because of how he ended it, and because he stood ground to a lot of things, and because of the comedy he brought. And it just, I think it's amazing. I mean, there's tons of stuff about him about how he, you know, other crap and stuff like that, but. Just looking at his last show and it aired on this day uh, and yeah. all that stuff, man. It's, I don't know, that's it's big to me. Now, if you had to rank rank the, the hosts we're talking about, obviously Carson's your number one. Where do you rank the rest of them? And you would want to watch them at the time they're on. Oh, uh, so I'm going to think about that right? and I want you to rank them. Oh, okay. So Carson one, let's see here. You would still like, rank Carson I, one? I hold on, I'm thinking. Because you're okay. You're like, like I, I, I think it's like, one of those of things. Them all, of them all, like, I never really, like, I, I do it off, I think, monologues mainly, and then, like, stupid stuff. Like, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's humor, I think he's a stupid dude. He gets me to laugh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hard with comedy. If it doesn't make me laugh, I don't like it, and I'm hard to make laugh because my wife will sit and watch things, and she'll be cracking up. I'm like, why is this funny? So, like, Fallon's the only one that will get me to laugh, but he's not my number one. Wow. I I, I am I, shocked. I can't put him up that high. I'm only shocked you know? because you say you're hard to get laugh, but I feel like I make you laugh all the time. Oh, I, I, you do, Scott, which is good. That's you know, that's, that's why of, of the people who make me laugh. If you were in, if you were a TV host, you would be up there in the, uh, the well, rankings. You know, give me so. a late night talk show gig, and then I'll be a TV <laughs> hey, host. You know, there's probably a, pu- a public access station somewhere down the road. We can we'll make that happen right now. Hey, let's let's do that. Um, I'm down. You'll be my sidekick. I, I could, yes. Uh, I was gonna say Leno would be five, going like one good five. That I never really liked Jan Leno. I like even like he appeared on a TV show I watched more recently, and I was like, "Dude, you're not funny." Leno, I don't think he is. No, so uh, Leno is so crazy. Uh, maybe you remember this. So David Letterman was actually beating Jay Leno in the ratings. Mm-hmm. And do you remember Hugh Grant and when he got caught with that hooker? Um. Yes. I do remember that news story. And Hugh Grant came on Jay Leno, like, not too long after that, but long enough, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this YouTube clip, I mean, you know, I'm sure there is, but I remember watching the show because I tuned in to see what Jay Leno was going to ask Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I remember there was, like, tons of episodes like that. It's like, yeah. like, crazy shit. And Stuff happened, they'd have them always on right away. It's like, what is going on? Tell me now. And Jay Leno literally asked Hugh Grant straight up, like, he, he sits on the couch, hey, how you doing? He goes, what were you thinking? And literally just the audience erupts, and, like, it was, and so ever since that moment, then Leno took over the ratings from Letterman. But that yeah. one moment flipped it because he got Hugh Grant, and he was ballsy enough to ask, 
a, a question what like you, that. What, that everybody wanted to know, yep. right? See, now, are we counting Letterman in the, in the rankings? Yeah, I mean, for, you know, I, like, I think Carson's one. I, I think uh, a lot of people are going to disagree, and that's fine. Um, but, and I will, and it's only recently that I would rate him this way and this, you know, but I'd probably go Carson. Okay. And then I got to go Conan. Okay. I was actually thinking Conan up like on two or three. I was, I was deciding if I wanted to put Letterman two or not. I liked his like sophisticated humor and his top 10 lists. And he always had some sort of good musical act on. Letterman Every time was I really watched, good at with least. music. I feel like Letterman... Letterman, I feel like, was uh, uh, probably one of the best talk show hosts he, with I, music. I think Conan is good. Conan, especially when he was late night, was better with yep. discovering music acts. I agree. But Letterman, and I think, Letterman always had better bands on than Jay Leno did. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I felt like NBC could barely ever get a good band on. It'd be like once they in could, a man. It was not. It was not very good band choices. No, it's like, well, come on. So, yeah, I'd say Conan definitely up there. I, w- I would go, like, Carson, Letterman, Conan. And it pre- it's a tough tie because, dude, I love Triumph, the uh, insult comedian dog, and that was Conan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still is Conan's because you told me he did get to keep him because I don't get to watch Conan very often. <laughs> right. I didn't know because I, th- I heard when he had to leave after that whole thing, he wasn't allowed to take any of the car- you know creations he did with NBC. Uh, and that's where Triumph was made. He did And they must have changed that at one point. No, so Triumph was not uh, conceived on NBC because um, Triumph oh. is Robert Smigel. Robert Smigel yes, yes. Uh, worked on SNL, and that's how Conan O'Brien knew him and stuff like that. But it wasn't a property that the show created, if you will, at least okay. to my knowledge. So that is why Triumph has continued is because NBC doesn't <coughs> own the rights to Triumph. So now. now, for instance, yes, a lot of the stuff like the masturbating bear and uh, like, uh, Lord, of course, all the characters elude me. The like those. Yes, he <laughs> did not get to take a lot of those with him. And so that is why they can't be used again. So, yeah, you are you are right on that. But no, Triumph. Triumph was, Triumph's to my knowledge, his own game. thing. Like he just. Smigel and Conan went way back to their SNL days, so that's why yep. like that. I think he always appeared on that, but he's appeared on other TV shows and stuff like that too. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. So now, okay, so who am I missing? I need a number four. Who's the fourth one? So Carson, Letterman, Conan, Leno's my fifth, right? There is a fourth one. Uh, I would am probably I go. No, you're fine. I mean, I would go Carson, Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, man, I, this is where people are gonna fucking hate me. I know it. No, uh, no. Uh, I'm gonna go Kimmel. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. See, like I like Jimmy Kimmel. Like he was hilarious in the Man Show. I'll I'll tune him in when he has really interesting, interesting guests. Just you know, like dude, the other week, uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you caught it, it, it made, made the news, his, mono, his opening monologue was about his new baby son mm-hmm. and how like he had to have like heart surgery. I was in tears. Yes. I was like, I respected Jimmy, I, I respected Jimmy Kimmel so much more that he let me into his like life. Yes. And, but, 
No, but and I remember you... watching the Man Show, and then I'm like, dude, that's the guy from the Man Show. I, he's got a, he's all grown up now. <laughs> but if you watch him over the years, I think he's had some of the oh, better. He progressed great as a host. I think he's done some of the better late night ideas. Um, I also the reason I'm putting him and. Here's the thing, man. Letterman, I by any means, I'm not trying to give him his props. This is my preference. Okay? Uh-huh. So I'm going to state that. This is not a, how do I rank them in overall? This is my preference with this list. But, dude, Jimmy Kimmel has had the best uh, Matt Damon gag going for almost the entirety of his show. And it has I not stopped. And it is such this amazing thing. The dude hosted the Oscars and made jokes about Matt Damon. And then there was the Oscars fiasco and literally gets on his show and talks about it. And literally like two sentences in, he goes, don't get me wrong. He goes, Matt Damon still lost. And that's a positive (laughs) part about this. Like the dude just, it's such a good, and it helps that Matt Damon was there. And dude, don't yep. forget about they had the whole I'm fucking Matt Damon when he was dating Sarah Silverman. And then he oh, did I'm geez. fucking Ben Affleck. And like, oh. and then Jimmy Kimmel also had the Handsome Men's Club. And like, yep. dude, he's done yeah. so many good he has. like stuff. You just, if you haven't watched him over the years, he has just gotten better and better as it's gone on. And I think... He was good in the beginning, but it was one of those things that people kind of laughed it off and joked. And now he's considered yep. a actual primetime contender. Um, and it doesn't. It also helps that he's on ABC, which is Disney. So, dude, he gets yep. so That's much true. shit. Now, he gets the Marvel people. He gets fucking Star Wars people. So, he gets amazing guests. He gets, he does. Because of that, too. So, like... I love him, but I just thought I'd throw all that in there, too. Um, four for me, and really, dude, he could be three. I only, this is where, if you remember, I said like a couple of minutes ago, so only recently, because that story of Kimmel and his kid, man, I'm with you. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then like a couple of weeks before that or a month, he talked about Don Rickles, and he was all broken up about it. Yeah. And, and like, I just yeah. like the guy that he's a, he's not afraid to show emotion, and actually no, tell people, not. and so he brings a lot of humanity. I feel like to him, and that yeah. makes me love him more. In in this, so, uh, but uh, Craig Ferguson makes my top five. Oh, I love Craig Ferguson. I loved him in the Drew Carey Show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him in the Drew Carey Show? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was his first role on TV, but that's where I first discovered. Uh, him. That is his pretty much first American role on TV. American role, and he literally yeah. got that show by accident. Oh, really? Oh, see, I never looked into him. I just always like, oh, that's that funny British guy from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, uh, it's just kind of one of those things of like, you know, he met uh, somebody who knew somebody, I think, and so they brought him in for uh, casting, and he's yeah. Scottish, and then they were like, can you do an English accent? And he's like, yeah, Dude, yeah, sure. And then. Uh. And then uh, they were like, cool, and then he got the Drew Carey show. Wait, so wait, when he did, when he was on Late Night, because he's not anymore now, he is Scottish, not British? He's always been Scottish. Yeah. Wait, shut up. But he, when he was on Drew Carey, he talked to, I feel like he talks in the same, it's the same voice, is it not? No, go back and listen. He talked. 
I'm gonna. Hey, well, here's the thing. You go back and listen. It somewhat sounds like him because he says he could couldn't really do a British accent. So his British accent is a horrible British accent. But okay. But he tried to do it the best he could, um, and so yeah. So like. That was just what it was like. <laughs> that was what they just said. They're like, okay, yeah, we hired you, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was just this weird. Like, I heard him talk about it. So um, that's cool. But uh, probably Craig Ferguson, uh, and then honestly, probably uh, David Letterman. Letterman. And now, why Letterman last? Uh, Craig Ferguson. I. So I know all of it stems from. Carson and Letterman and Leno and shit like that, but okay. With Letterman, it's not that I think the guy was funny or the guy. Um, I think it's all what they did. I think Letterman was really good at interviews. Okay, I th- yeah, you know what I mean. He, I, th- I I give he because he had that professional like uh, you know about himself. You know he he uh, when you watch his interviews, he could say things that. Uh, would sound sarcastic and be sarcastic, but yep. he could say things that I don't think certain people could have say, and he could say them straight to their face, and it was just it was this very amazing quality and things like that. But um, you know, we all I think have talk show hosts we grow up with. Uh, I had Carson, and then I had Conan, and Conan especially. I mean, like uh, you know, ninety two. Man, I was, you know, I was only uh, like 10, 11 years old. So really, like, when you get into teenager years, Conan was my go-to because Conan was the younger, much younger than Jay Leno and just had a young spirit about him. So that's why I have such a love for Conan. Plus, man, I have uh, a a glorious red beard. Conan has red (laughs) hair. Uh, so, I mean, look, I mean, you know, we both have the mutant gene that gives us red hair. So, you know, brothers alike. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, I think it's called MC19 or MR19 is the mutant gene that gives red hair. So, uh, there you go. There's a a neat fact. But, uh. We got some some science. Science. I do what I can. (laughs) But, yeah, man. So, all right. But, uh. I have to do this real quick. Bear with me. Stay with me. I'm staying with you. Are you there? So, I'm still here. Yes. Okay. You're good, man. So, that is, uh, uh, that is mine. I have uh, easily, I feel like, hogged a ton of this podcast. No, uh, Scott. I I love the enthusiasm, and you've brought some great topics. Uh, we, uh, I have. Two, maybe three more things, but I don't necessarily have to do all of them tonight. Um, one is really short. One is kind of, I think, interesting. Then I'll flash back to our childhood. And then I'm going to bring us some history from today. So, um, did you have any other ones that you wanted to share? Uh, there's other stuff, man. Or but you... uh, if, if it's okay with you, I, I say, hey, you do one. And then okay. uh, let's end with the history of today. Okay, I like it. So... This one's going to be connected to football, but very loosely connected to football. Okay. All right. So you know Mr. Deion Sanders, right? Yes. Cowboy legend, played for the Falcons, you know, um, and a bunch of other football teams. Well, in 1990, Deion Sanders was also playing baseball. 
And yet he is one of the few more famous athletes to play both sports. Him, Bo Jackson, and uh, Brian Anderson. I think that's his last name. I could be wrong about his last name. But there's a guy from the Falcons who played with the Atlanta Braves. Brian Jordan? Does that same name sound familiar? Uh, Anyways, it somewhat, doesn't matter. Yeah, you're okay. No, I know obviously the other two. And yeah, he's one of the few uh, athletes that were able to play you know, multi-sports uh, yeah. And we're actually good at both sports. Adam, exactly. And so this event takes place in 1990. And at this point, people are quite familiar with Deion Sanders now. They see him on TV. He's very professional. you know. But back then, he was one of the bad boys of, uh, of sports in football and baseball. And this event, actually, he had a dispute and almost fight with Chicago White Sox catcher Carlton Fisk who once played for the Boston Red Sox. And this is one of his most, Deion Sanders' most, um, you know, more infamous incidences of his baseball career. So, do like to get in some fights, and do, you don't want to mess with Fisk. No? The man will punch. No, he, 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 he's a boy. He's a, he's a catcher, so he defends the plate. He's, he, he's going to knock you in the face if you fuck him up, basically. Really? He did it. Yeah. There's, there's been many videos of like people trying to dive into the plate and Fisk literally just like punching the dude with, the, with his glove and the ball. Like, no, get, like, get out of here. He even like um, on his famous home run in 67 where he basically almost pushed the ball fair as he's running around in third a fan's like trying to come up and hug him and he shoulders him to go get out of my way wow. so I can touch home plate. Like, he did not fool around. You know, like, and when I think of, when I saw that he had this incident with Fisk, it made me think back to the whole Deion Sanders and then the reporter's name um, escapes my head, but there was a big back and forth of him with a reporter. I remember there's a famous scene where he's dumping the champagne over the reporter's head. He's like, oh, real classy Sanders. And uh ah, I want to say it's Frank Gifford. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about, Scott? So it's like, Bad boy in football, even even more bad boy in in baseball. Oh, the uh, no, Deion Sanders. So it's so crazy. Um, I yes, I I I know what you're referring to. Um, yes. He it's man like it's one of those of like they he try like these days he tries to give. You know, I think younger people better advice and stuff. But, dude, yeah. yeah, no, man. Go back and look at that dude. Like, man, he was not as polished and as oh, chill as he was today. And he easily got up in people's face and did not make a yeah. ton of people happy back in the day. No, and dude's from Florida, too. What's up with that? He's not representing us very well. Yeah, he went he to wasn't. FSU. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I saw. I just saw he went to North Fort Myers High School. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deion Sanders went to FSU, graduated, and then obviously you know went on his yep. spree anyway. of uh, athletic competition and stuff like that. But yeah, no, he man, go back and look. Uh, I mean, again, I know yeah, him more from football than baseball, but like, go back. No, not last year, but go back and look at his like draft. And he is yeah. wearing so much gold necklaces, and has oh, I think I know, and has yes. the Ray Bands no. and like the biggest Why? Jerry curl and like, I oh, mean, wow, 
I mean, the guy was flaunting it because he knew he had he it. Was, he and, exactly. And, and he's like, yeah, and you want it. Yeah, and so, I mean, to sit there and, he like... He's a cocky mother. Yeah, it's so weird of how, like, uh, society, like, used to, like, love the cocky, and now we're like, you need to get over yourself. You do. It's it's uh, It was too much. I just... Um, that's all. I, it, this was a, an event of interest, which I was no. like, you know what? I, I, you know, I like. It's pretty interesting. No, I think happens. it's very interesting. I um, I know who Carlton Fisk is. I know who Deion Dude, Sanders yeah. is, but I did not know Deion Sanders and Carlton Fisk got into an Ever. altercation. Yeah, I didn't either. So you it's know? pretty like, cool. I remember the only thing that I knew that was historic about baseball with Deion Sanders was the day that he played both a baseball game and then flew and played a football game at night. Because um, he was the only player to ever do that. And then I remember one other thing was when he played in Cincinnati one day, the temperature got so hot that the AstroTurf actually melted his cleats. And I was like, that wasn't so historic, but I was like, that's just cool. <laughs> so let me uh, So let me ask you a question. Since you Please. like to play devil's advocate, and I feel bad because I didn't ask you more about your <laughs> other stuff. All right. So you said Carlton Fisk was a Boston Red Sox? Yes, he was. And you were a Boston Red Sox fan? I am so, yes. I got into a fight about that this morning, actually. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I don't blame the other person. The, uh, I made enemies. <laughs> the, I mean, they were probably right. I'm just going to go ahead and take their side, by the way. Um, okay. The, That's fair. The uh, so so is, is anyone that has ever been a Boston Red Sox are they immediately baseball family to you, or like how how does that work? And the reason I works. ask is because you seem very uh, supportive of Carlton Fisk in this scenario. So is Carlton Fisk the biggest like don't fuck with me guy out of Red Sox history, or who is? No, I'd say, like, out of, like, the don't fuck with people, there's probably two. There's Fisk, and then there was, um, I can't remember his actual name, but he was known as the Monster. He was one of the Red Sox closers. Oh, let me look at Mom, Boston. He, he's, he's passed away, but he was a big, big dude on the mound with throw inside at people and be like, what, you want some? Come get it. I don't think so. Or no. All right. So, but to answer the the original question you were saying is, do I like in this instance, Fisk was a sock and then went away? Does the the fandom follow the player to a new team? And it depends on the team. Like if so, I'll give the example of Johnny Damon played for the Boston Red Sox, helped win the two thousand four World Series. The next year went to the Yankees. Instantaneously was dead to to me at least um, because of. If you go to the evil empire, that's the worst thing you could do. Now, on the obvious stance, though, let's say David Cohn pitched for the New York Yankees for many years, also some other teams, but the Red Sox ended up picking him up for a season. Loved David Cohn as soon as he became a Sox, but when he was a Yankee, hated the piece of shit. All right. But, you know, like, but then there's like David Wells when he pitched for the Sox and Yankees, hated him because he sucked. <laughs> so I don't, you know, but it depends on the, the person. Right. Or and the player and the the team like when the Sox traded Nomar to the Cubs, dude, I loved Nomar Garcia Par. He was my shortstop, you know, because that's when Jeter and A Rod um, 
were all like, and then uh, Omar Vizquel at the time were all like the known shortstops. And I'm like, dude, that's no more number five. Known as the monster. Hold on, I was still looking up the question. Yeah, no, so, no. So, so does then, that make uh, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. It, so are then, you the same way with uh, with football players? Because I know Scott, you are, to my knowledge, a Baltimore Ravens fan. I am the the current one that lives in Baltimore, not the original Cincinnati Brown. Oh, I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns. Well, they're Cincinnati. They weren't called the Cleveland Ravens. They were called the Cleveland they're Browns. Not, that is true. Uh, they changed names when they got to Baltimore. Which yes. Is a thing in history, and you know what? Oh. If uh, uh, well, whatever. I'll get. I can get into that another day of why I was not a Browns fan, but why I'm a Ravens Please. fan. But so my question for you, uh, go Ravens, is the <laughs> the uh, okay? So uh, you know, Fisk. You know, from what yeah. I know and from what your story and things like that go, was not a man to be messed with. That is correct. So, would you rather? Get in a fight with Carlton Fisk, uh-huh. or would you rather wear a Yankee uniform for a oh. whole day? See, that's a hard question because, like, I've been in the same room as Carlton Fisk and actually stood very close to him. And he's a big dude, and this was several years ago, but uh, are we talking Fisk back in his prime? Oh, yeah. And uh, how? And you just said so. I have to wear the Yankees jersey one day. Who's the player on the on the jersey? Uh, the player you hate the most. Oh, so many of them. Probably. Let's just I, go A Rod because he's an A hole. Oh, he's the. Oh yeah, I hate him. I can help a hands. Oh no, I'll take a punch in the face <laughs> from Fisk. Oh no, this isn't a punch in the face. This is a fight. Oh, it's a fight, so I can fight back? You can fight back, but... Oh, but I would lose. I, but, I mean, look, I don't know what would happen. Can I bring, wep- can I bring no, weapons? No, you cannot bring weapons. It is... Oh, no. It is literally... A fight to the death? It, no, it's not a fight to the death. Jesus, I man. don't know. I gotta ask all the questions. You didn't, you just said a fight. It's a fight. It's a normal fight. A fight is when someone <laughs> stops fighting, the other person wins. Or it gets broken up. Like, that's what it is. So this fight's not gonna get so broken ch- up. Wait, this is literally ask, like, there's a, like. There's a chance that it could get broken up? The, the, yeah, this fight I'll does not get broken that. up. People are rooting. I'll take that chance. People are rooting for Fisk <laughs> to just destroy you. Right? And there are a lot of people. Right. So, do you wear oh, an A Rod oh. jersey a whole day? And here, you, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this where you really have oh, to no. choose. Okay. So, an A Rod jersey all day, but you have to wear it in the city of Boston oh. while the playoffs are going on, and it's the Red Sox versus the Yankees at the game you're at, mm. and you have to sit on the Red Sox side. Wearing this jersey, or do you, in his prime, say something horrible to Carlton Fisk's face, and you have to legit do your best to fight him, (coughs) and he will not stop until there is blood? Oh my goodness! Wait, whose blood? Mine or his? Yours. Oh, no, so even if he's bleeding and down, he's going to keep going? He's going to keep going until he sees blood. And it's straight up just fisticuffs. No weapons, no nothing, no helmets, oh, so no bats. Like, straight up just... if I just... Nope. If I, if I bite my finger and it bleeds, does that count as blood? <laughs> did he make the blood happen? No, he did not. 
No, but he made me bite my finger. No, you chose to bite your finger because of fear of fighting Fisk. Yeah, I don't know. This is a hard one, dude. I'm at, I'm at a playoff game. Am I cheering for the Red Sox? Yes, in a Yankees uniform. Oh, no, that's the worst thing ever. And everyone can see oh. that you're wearing A-Rod, the A-hole. No, no. Oh, I can't do it. No, I can't wear it. So you're no, taking the it fight? it would burn my skin. <laughs> I have to take the fight. It would burn my skin. Look, man. I'm already, like, itchy right now. I'm telling you. And I don't even have it on. I'm telling you right now, man. I would choose the same option in your shoes. If someone was like, hey, you got to wear a Steelers jersey of Roethlisberger. Oh. Or right. right during a playoff game that is Ravens versus Steelers, or you gotta yeah. you gotta freaking like uh, uh, get in a fight with Ray Lewis. I'm taking Dude, a fight right. with Ray Lewis because I refuse to wear a Roethlisberger jersey. His real name is Roethlisberger, but people call him Roethlisberger. You know, they just been pronouncing it wrong for years. They have. Um, oh, Big Ben, Australian for rape. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, the, the Red Sox closer known as the monster, I found out, was Dick Raditz was the mm. name of the man. I was so they worried did. you weren't going to tell me that name. I, I was like, I had it up man. here, and I was like, shoot, I have to tell him now. So. I started I started whittling a tree down, and I mean, it was, I was really worried. I figured. So that, that uh, was the end. Uh, I feel so much better. In- you liked my event of interest, huh? Oh, all right. So what? what so, what's our fact as uh, we close this out, sir? All right. So history from today. Now, to be fair, this not did not happen today, but the official report about what happened happened today. And Scott, I believe you heard that Chris Cannell, uh, for the one of the band Soundgarden, um, was found dead in his um, uh, was a hotel room yesterday. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm only going to state this because I've never run into this. So uh, and when I say that is uh, obviously we have a little less than four minutes until I told it to. to oh, to not sorry. Record. You're so time out. So I apologize. So. Uh, oh, I thought you did. An, I did an hour and a half. I know, I'm but sorry. I didn't think we would talk this long. So I'd be like, oh, it'll be fine. So anywho. Do we hit stop? Uh, no, no, just we'll see what happens. So, but that way the audience knows, that, you know, the eight people that listen oh. to this, they, you know, it's fine. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if you were talking to me, like, off, like, hey, stop, nah. we're talking as people, or talking to the podcast. No, nah, it's fine. We'll let it go. The, uh, so, yes, so no, yes, Chris, Chris Cornell, Cornell died. Uh, he did sound, pass away. Soundgarden fame, also Audio Slave fame. Uh, yes, I knew there was a second band. I could not yes. remember. And it. Audio Sleeve, I believe it was him and Slash that did that, didn't I, they? I believe. I think so. Uh, but dude, I loved Audio Sleeve. I think that dude had one of the best rock voices. I agree. Uh, and I'm not a huge Soundgarden fan. I'm not saying I don't like them. I just like, I don't think I've ever bought a Soundgarden album or CD yeah. or anything. But I mean, you know, I'll be like, oh, I want to listen to Black Hole Sun or some of their popular yeah. hits, like. I like their popular stuff, but like, uh, I mean, it's it sucks, man. Look, at the end of the day, it sucks yeah. when anyone dies, because that, that person is not there anymore. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and, man. Like I, I and, yeah. And it's tough because like one, he just released a new single this year. He was there was an interview that they showed on E Entertainment Tonight yesterday, that said that they were gonna start touring again, mm. uh, and. 
Uh, and the guitarist you were talking about, it's Tom Morello, not Slash, but still a very big name as a guitarist. And it, it stunk. And uh, you know, it, it's sad to kind of end uh, this great show with this, but I felt like you know, if we didn't mention it as today's history, it would be a loss. Just so you know, this is not, because this will be episode two, correct? This is episode two. That is correct. So, so just so we're cool uh, or good, you had an amazing talk episode one with your best friend, and that's okay. I, I, I've accepted things by the time I came on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, and then you're like, you know what? We should end with we should end with Columbine. <laughs> oh yes, that is true. And then I'm on not, this episode, you're like, we've had a great things. talk, and man, we're having a good time. You know what we should end with? A death. Death. <laughs> More death. I was in with death on every episode. This Yo, is how we so should. You should call this <laughs> the death podcast. Today in history, I'm going to talk the about how show. people died. At the I end, know. I'm going to cheer you up and then slowly <laughs> whittle you down. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should talk about. Hey, since we're on the subject of death, let's talk about Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that now that was recent. Oh my God! And uh, I just there's been so many crazy news stories about like what went down. What's fine? What I just wanted to bring it up because he was a patriot. Oh, I thought. Ah, yes, he was the one and only team he ever played for was the Pats. He team. was, and look what they did to him. They made him kill himself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, dude, that yeah, that story is all messed up, oh. man. Chewy, it's getting real. We're going to find out if it still records after an hour 15. Oh, my goodness gracious. I kind of want to, uh, I was going to say, hey, on that note, then maybe we should wrap sure. up. Now I want to know. No. I want to know what happens. No, well, let's the wrap up. The audience might want to know. They, the, the eight people listening probably don't want to know. But they, well, they might. Let's wrap up. And, uh, you know, we have like 30 seconds. We do. Well, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And Scott, I want to thank you for coming on and being my guest on our second episode, where today we focused on May 22nd. We had some really good chats, huh? I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you so much for having me, sir. Yes, Scott. Now, anytime you would like to come back on, sir, I love your passion and your, your knowledge and facts about all things from television, um, and sports, so you are always welcome on, sir. I'm a oh, well, it looks like Scott's feed did end. Well, that's all right. I still have him on the phone, worst case. And uh, before we let you guys go, I wanted to give Scott's podcast a quick shout out. He didn't have a chance to mention it at the beginning, but he does do a show called Almost Happy Hour. Um, it's on the internet, it's on the Facebooks, it's on the Apple Podcast um, app. And oh, and by the way, so are we now. Uh, we're also on the Facebooks. If you search Today in History, we pop up. We're also on the SoundCloud thing somewhere. And uh, that's all. So thanks for tuning in to Today in History. And uh, go make some of your own.